to Menopause Morph, your time to change. We're here to help you thrive through your menopause, bringing you experts in many fields to help you from perimenopause to menopause and beyond to become the strong, vibrant woman nature intended you to be. Hosted by Pauline McCarthy of the Pearls of Pauline. Pearls of wisdom, compassion, and joy. Hello, welcome to this week's Menopause Morph. Today we have a lovely lady from Malaysia, of all places, our first person from Malaysia, our first virgin. She's the first time on, on a podcast, so this is a very virginal day for us, you know. Her name is Claire Liang. And Claire, after 15 years experience in the corporate world as a general manager, Claire turned her passion into reality, helping business entrepreneurs maximise their revenue growth and transform the lives of their employees by using her expertise and systems to enable them to live a life of passion and excellence, to live life by design, to live life to the fullest. Claire is an international speaker, the best-selling author of Breaking Limiting Beliefs. She is a serial entrepreneur and a strategic business coach who is committed to inspire, empower and make a difference in people's lives, both in business and privately. She has travelled throughout Asia and United States and shared the stage with celebrities and successful entrepreneurs, including Mr. George Ross, who was Donald Trump's former right-hand man, Mr. Hugh Hilton of the Hilton Group and Mr. Anthony Lawley, who's a multimillionaire and the founder of Rapid Reality in New York. It wasn't always like this. In 2003, with debts of over 300,000, Claire was on the verge of bankruptcy, but by 2005, they were completely repaid. She credits her self-belief for the turnaround. Claire has found ways to live her life by design and she's committed to use her expertise to help others succeed and be like her, to live a life by design, achieving fulfillment and financial freedom. So welcome, Claire. Thank you, Pauline. So um, some maybe people are listening to this and saying, what is this business manager doing on a menopause thing? You know, it's like, well, we all have our story and a lot of women... At that, in this period of our lives, we're thinking maybe we're in debt like you were, or maybe we're fed up with our job that we're in. We want to do another one. So can you tell us, you were a general manager for 15 years. So what made you change your career and what kind of career did you go into after that? Actually, this is a very good question. What triggers me to change my career is, at first, I really do not know what I'm supposed to do or what I'm good at. Okay. So it happened on one fine day that was in uh, 2013. I was diagnosed with a cyst, with a cyst in my ovary. And at that point of time, I don't know what to do. Okay, yeah, I mean, we, we went for any specialist or whatever. The first thing they will tell you is that cut it off because mine is at 5.9 cm. It's quite big. Mm-hmm. So I went for several doctors and etc. So all asked me to do, go for an operation. But I'm scared. Okay, I believe that everyone will be scared when we talk about, you know, to go to the operation theater and you don't know what will happen next. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, although the doctor was saying, oh, well, if this is a small minor kind of operation, you know, they just poke three holes into your body, that's all. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after one hour plus, then the things can be removed. That was the whole process that I think I was going for. But when I was at the uh, operation theater, before, the day before, I was keeping up asking myself, okay, wow, what if, if I died tomorrow? Mm. Okay. Well, 
And I really, what happened at that point was that I was still working for other people. So the day before I having the operation, I was working. And I was preparing a will. Mm. And I prepared several letters. So one for my family and uh, one for my, st- for, my, for my staff. And I told my uh, executive assistant at that point of time, it's Vivian. I told her, I said, if anything happened, you just pass these two letters. Okay. Uh, inside will carry out my will and extra kind of thing. And as the part time when I was writing it, what comes to my mind is that now what have I done for the past 15, 30 over years? I mean, I'm not 38. I mean, to me, age is not a secret, so I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So what happened was, then I keep on realizing is that, hey, actually, there's still a lot of things that I haven't done. Okay, money. I do have money. I have my property and added everything, but what else? And from there, then I began to search again. When I was first starting off my journey as a general manager, I mean, working in a factory environment, so-called operation environment, I like business. And all I was just spending my time to work on other people's business, helping them to build and etc. kind of thing. I like factory operations because I like machinery. So I started off as being a management trainee in a factory environment whereby I'm a computer science graduate actually. There's no way I can go in. But because I have so much passion with machine, so I get into it. I managed to convince my general manager back then. So from then, I continued to become the, uh, I mean, working in a factory mode. So I always believe, I always thought that actually I like machinery. I like those operations stuff because I'm an analytical person. But then later on, when I was searching, what should I do next? What's my fulfillment? I don't feel fulfilled other than the money and etc. Then I begin to know is that actually I am good with people. I can manage the, I, in my factory that I managed before, my turnaround rate for every year, the staff turnover is almost equivalent to zero. Mm-hmm. Nobody leaves the company. They all stay. Yeah. Yeah. And they are very productive and very effective and very efficient. Then I started to realize that because I have a system, I have a way to run the business, to run the op- operation. Because it's very rare to have a factory that has close to 0% turnover, mm-hmm. inclusive of the blue-collar worker. Yes. So yes. that was how I started my, my I begin to decide that, okay, now I'm going to come on my own. I don't care. I know that the things are going to be tough, but I'm going to do it. And yeah, so when you talk to me about this show that enabled me to help the menopause, the woman that is having menopause, or yeah, this kind of topic, if you need my help, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. That's the reason. Yeah. Okay. And um, but did you go from one comp after your fifteen years as the general manager? Did you change? You beca- you started your own company. Yeah, now Mm -hmm. this strategic business coaching that I'm doing is my own company, Infinite Altitude. Okay, and that's you get a much better income from that than you did working for the other company. Well, I wouldn't say hundred percent is a better income, but I get flexibility and the freedom. Okay, so then I get uh, to help a lot of more of the people, and you feel more fulfilled. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because. If you are, if I'm caught in a factory environment, which I enjoy it, however, the number of people that I can help is limited. Yeah. 
I can help the people, I can help their family and all that, but it's still limited. But what if, if I step out from my comfort zone? Yes. So I can help more people. Exactly. I mean, uh-huh. just like coming up to your show, sharing the, 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 the secret, sharing my message to the world, it will enable me a lot. And mm-hmm. I believe that there will be a lot of people that will be benefiting from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So you're just doing a good job as well. <laughs> Thank you. And, you, you know, you were talking earlier on about you had the cyst and you, from your ovary, you had it removed. And the doctor gave you an injection that stopped your periods for six months and you experienced some severe symptoms. So could you tell us about that and, and how you coped with it and how you overcame them? Well, first of all, why there's a cyst in my body, not even the doctor can explain to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I keep on asking the why. They say, I have no idea at all. Mm-hmm. It could be the things you eat, it could be the pressure or whatever. Well, fine. Okay. So, and what happened is that after the, the operations, the doctor suggested that, okay, I'm giving you an injection. The injection is supposed to stop the period for six months so that it will reduce the, the, the tendency for the cyst to come back. Okay. So that was the information that I received. And to me, that is fabulous because I'm a person that likes to walk around and, you know, moving around and all that. So without having menstrual pain, you know, menstrual problem and all this thing, I feel like heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay. At first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it's, it's, it's really fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, God. But later on, I realized this is a problem because I can, I can feel that. My, my my emotions, my mood can be so suddenly very, very high. Mm. I'm very excited. Okay? But then, when it gets low, it is extremely low for me. Mm. I I do not know. In It's like you feel empty. You uh, it's like what, what, they, what they call mood swings. You're swinging yeah. from one mood to the other. Yeah. yeah. And when you're down, you are really, really down. Mm-hmm. So, and that kind of uh, feeling it's it's quite scary, I, w- I would say. Because if, as though as I'm a mad woman. In a yeah, way. yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of husbands say to me, I've got a mad woman living in my house. Where's my wife? You know, this crazy woman has come here. Yeah, but that's why is that I, I, I when, because that time I was still working for other people. So when I started to notice my problem, how they overcome it is that I told my staff, I told them honestly what is happening and I do feel something is weird going around. I do not know what it is, but I can sense that I have mood swings. So if you experience me as, uh, you know, I started to talk a little the bit. Dra- the dragon uh, lady. <laughs> yeah. Then don't come to me. And I will also give you a symptom. I will off my room light. Okay. You know, I have my own. I'm. I have my own office. Uh huh. So you'd put off so your light I'll, so people would know. Don't disturb me. I'm in one of yes. my crazy moods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll off my light, close the door, and whatever. If they need anything, they just email to me or or, or or send me messages or whatever. I will respond. But do not come and provoke me because I do not know what I will do. <laughs> I mean, it's not their fault. It's my fault. But yes. Uh-huh. If I know what happened, then I can control it. Yeah, it's exactly, this is, communication is a major, major thing. And it can help a lot of problems, communication, yeah. Yeah, but first of all, I would say you must have Mm self-awareness that this thing really happening. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. 
A lot of women are in denial in the, of their mood swings. No, there's nothing wrong with me. It's everybody else that's wrong. I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, I would say it's being vulnerable. Uh-huh. I mean... And, and yeah. how, how long did that last for? It lasts for about six months. Okay, so when your period started coming back regularly, then you came back to normal. Yes, yeah, you came back to normal. The dragon lady went away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they always call me a tiger because in a way they... they yeah. Because... I I mean that we won't want to hurt the people that we care the most. And they, mm-hmm. my staff is also very supportive. When they know actually what happened, they are actually quite supportive as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a cooperation, yeah. I would say. Okay. And do you have any advice that you would give to our listeners that are perimenopausal or menopausal? I would say, first of all, get self-awareness. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not the secret that women will experience menopause at a certain age or before that you will get perimenopause or whatever Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. but this is a reality we all we are women each and every one of us will experience this sooner or later Mm -hmm. but what I would say is that first of all become be cool Mm -hmm. and just accept the fact that this thing is going to happen Mm -hmm. and you wrote a book you wrote a book yeah. Breaking breaking limiting beliefs. Can you show us that? Yeah. So can you tell us uh, about your book? Well, this book is about the limiting belief that is within us. Okay. Mm-hmm. So limiting there's a lot of limiting belief. So for example, I'm not beautiful. My, you know, I'm not good enough. Okay. All those kind of things is limiting belief, and. How do you overcome this? How do you break the limiting belief in you? It's all written in, in my book. Mm-hmm. So first of all is that is there a well, that we will always ask ourselves is that is whatever that we are experiencing is real. Mm-hmm. If you keep on telling yourself that you're not good, now who told you that? Mm, yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because if there's no one else that is telling you, it is you yourself who is saying that. Yeah, so the one that we have to fix is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Even though there could be people that is telling you this. So let's say 10 friends. So is it 10 of them also say the same thing or just only one? If they say no, if, it, if it's only one that is telling you that you are not good, why can't we ask them in a polite way, why do you think that I'm not good? In what way? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we can correct and improve ourselves. I mean, all this, whatever other people has tell us is a kind of feedback. And how we actually use the feedback matters. And it matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I also know some of the women. I mean, my mom was post, was, was menopause. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's now in her 60s. So... I would say that when during her time, when she was having that period, yeah, we can really see the mood swing and 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 how she will flare up her temper and 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 extra, and yeah, people may get may do something very drastic to they themselves and to the people that they love, yeah. and sometimes because they are so frustrated, they do not even know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? They will start to sabotage themselves. Mm-hmm. Self-sabotage. 
Yeah. That's where all your limiting belief come. I'm not good enough. Okay, I'm not beautiful. So my husband went to look for another woman. You know this kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. because we keep on playing with our mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, if, it's, yeah, if you really have a problem, then just set it out. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of times, most of the problems we have in life are in our head, and they're not in reality. And so yep. we, recently, I was at a, a, a meeting conference with J. T. Harv Eckert, you know, and he has this saying, like, saying when these negative things come, you just say, well, thank you for visiting, but just bye bye, you know, and just rub them off your shoulder. And But as you said, the most important thing is to be aware that we are talking negatively to ourselves. And I, and I really love this thing that you did where you put the light off in your office to warn people. I used to say to my sons when they were little and I, I was having a difficult time, I would paint my nails and the kids didn't like the nail polish. And you, they were too young for them to understand that I was in a bad mood or, you know, I needed a break. Yeah. But they hated the nail polish. So every time they would go, Mama, he did this, Mama, he did that. And he'd come and they'd, go, they'd smell, oh, I don't like that. And they would go away and they would leave me in peace. And there was some days when I was so stressed, I would paint my nails five times a day. <laughs> Oh, but I'd, I would have half an hour five times in the day. Oh my goodness! But that was like my that was my signal to them, you know. And maybe I, um, some of our listeners could learn from your idea about putting the light off when they say to their, you know, their husbands, yeah. "Okay, when I'm feeling a really bit on, you know, uneasy, and I could bite you because I'm feeling like this, I'm going to put a candle." on the window or, 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 you know, put the light out in the, in some, in some room or something and leave a signal for the husband so that the husband just walks into the room and goes, "Uh Oh, there's a candle. I better just go and do something else and not disturb her. It's a really nice I, idea. Yeah. It, it, it actually is a good thing. And by the way, I'm not very sure that in, in Europe, do, do you guys have any uh, kind of like educations that you can educate the male together so that they understand about this uh, menopause thing so they can treat their other half differently? Because this is very uh, important, important as well. Yeah. Well, this is something that I'm, I'm writing a book for men. Uh, to understand their crazy wives, the wives that are going through the crazy menopause. <laughs> so hopefully that will come out um, in the next few months because it's really important because I've heard so many times of couples getting divorced during this the menopausal years because the woman does go a bit crazy and it's difficult for him. It's, I mean, it's difficult for the woman. The woman doesn't know. Why am I going crazy at this? Like you must have, you experienced that yourself. Yeah. And even telling your staff, like, I don't know why I'm crazy, but some, but you, you accepted that it was a reality. And by accepting that it's a reality, that's the first step to recovery or the first step to coping with it. Because if we just go in denial, you know, it's like I have met women that are absolutely refusing that they're in menopause. Absolutely. You know, even though their periods have stopped, you know, they're just saying, oh, and no, no, no. Even lying that their periods are still coming, you know, still buying sanitary towels. You know? <laughs> it's absolutely, because they're, in one situation, this, this lady, the, the man that was the man that came to me for help and he says, my wife is going crazy, you know, and asked, when was her last period? And he said, five years ago. And then when I interviewed her, you know, privately in a, in a coaching session, she, I said, um, when was your last period? She went, oh, just a few days ago. I went, 
I said, are your periods irregular? No, 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 every 28 days. And her husband has told me that, you know, and he, he says she's buying sanitary towels just and it's like, and then she just keeps them in the cupboard and then a few days later she's, they're disappearing. I think she's ripping them up and putting them down the toilet or something like that. And she was in so much denial and then, but also her mood swings were so bad and she was doing crazy things, crazy things like she'd lost her job and she couldn't tell her husband that she'd lost her job. So she kept pretending to go out to work every day. Until at the end of the month, there was no salary. And then it was even a worse situation because the husband's expecting the salary to pay the bills. And then she just broke down crying and said, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't tell you. And he says, but I've been giving you money for the, the benzene or the, you know, the gas to go to work. And she says, where have you, what have you been doing? Oh, I've just been sleeping in the car. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's an extreme, it's an extreme case, you know. But I think if now if people are listening, they can say, oh, I don't want to be that extreme. So if you feel things getting a little bit un- upset, communicate with your husband or your partner or your kids. You know, like I had to tell my kids that, you know, because uh, sometimes I would go, Bleh! you know, and then afterwards I'd come back to them and say, I'm so sorry. It wasn't your fault. You did nothing. You just walked into the room while I was having an explosion in my brain. And then my sons actually cried because... I apologise to them. And I think a lot of people don't apologise to their partners or don't apologise to their kids. And it's really important to do that. You know, we get hurt. If if somebody bitches at us and screams at us, we feel really hurt. And then we are thinking, oh, why, do, why do they not apologise? But sometimes we forget we have to apologise when we do it to people. Uh, and it was great, the story you had about telling your staff about it. Pre-warn them. I think that's, it's like prevention is better than cure, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is definitely. Prevention is still better than cure. I always <laughs> emphasize that. And, and I can share with you one story as well that is happening in Malaysia. I mean, uh, there's a lady, I think that she's about, about close to 70. So what happened is that, well, definitely she's in menopause period. I mean, no period. And yeah, uh, post-menopause. So, uh-huh. Yeah, post-menopause. So, that she still has a husband. So what happened is that because when she doesn't have the mood for sex anymore. Okay. So that is, yeah, maybe because of this menopause thing, then mm-hmm. she doesn't have feeling for that. And what happened was that the husband wants it. So the husband will try, you know, to show his passion and whatever it is, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. But the woman just hate it. And what happened was the, 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 the woman even, you know, chased her husband out of the room, out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And this actually spoiled the, the, the relationship. Yeah. So one advice that was given by one of my, one of my friends, who is also uh, my, one of my friends is about 70 over mm-hmm. so years old mm-hmm. so she advised the lady she gave a very nice advice to the to the lady okay now what you are experiencing this and all that so you have a mood swing you know you have a changing of sex desire and etc so but men is still men okay yeah. <laughs> so yes maybe you don't like it but at least you tell to him and then you can let him touch you you just let him touch you he just maybe the man just want you know, to 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 show what shower his care and love for you. Mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm. So you just let him, you know, touch you and all that. Then the whole thing will change. And actually, in fact, the relationship really did change. Mm-hmm. Once 
she begin to accept her husband, yeah, then the whole thing actually very changed, changed uh-huh. a lot. She just now nowadays is that she will just open up the door and then the man will just come to the room and then just pat her, you know, just 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 touch her. Uh-huh. I mean, touch her hands or legs and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the man doesn't really needs to have the sex per uh-huh. se, but at least. Yeah, some kind of body touch. Yeah, well, at least he ha- he can have one hand on the woman and one hand on himself and, and to himself. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, but the whatever women, works, whatever works. Yeah, <laughs> because the women, we must be sensitive enough that our other half have a desire as well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. because it's also quite, pretty difficult, pretty hard for the men mm-hmm. because of what we are experiencing and then they don't get it. Yeah. So yeah, and we uh-huh. treating them very badly in a way. Yeah. Maybe, so, maybe you don't. Course, maybe you don't know the symptom, but a, a lot of women, when when they're postmenopausal, their vagina becomes very dry, and therefore yes. it's very painful to have sex. And a lot of women that I've spoken to is, it's not that they're desi- you know they still want to have sex, but it's painful. So then they go no 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 no. Instead of fine, you know, the, because there are lubricants that you can use. Yeah. And you just put them down, and then it, because the body is not producing the the the, yeah. the the fluid that it needs, so once you put that lubricant in, uh, then it can s- solve the problem. So maybe this older lady didn't is it just was just in pain. So if I was there, I would give her a bottle uh, a bottle <laughs> of this lubricant and say, "Try this, see if that spices up your life." You know? I I don't think Malaysian. Uh... <laughs> Grandma at that stage is still that open <laughs> to use those kind of lubricants. Yeah, yeah. But you never well, know, you know, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. And I hope that when I'm 70, I'll be still be enjoying my life in, in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that, 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 that's, the, that's the thing. So, so as we say, when we are communicating, I mean, relationship, it's also called in our life, we are, we are not just living alone. We have mm-hmm. other parties. We have our friends. We have our, if we are working, we have our staff. If you are married, you will have your, 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 your spouse. Your, your, your husband is with you. Your, you have your kids. You have, may have your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So don't let this menopause thing affects your life, mm-hmm. affect our life. Because, yeah, they are the one that really experience it, really feel the feedback. That you are having on this menopause, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because you're giving out the the maybe we, we ourselves we don't realize it, but mm-hmm. other people they can surely feel. Yeah, like sometimes when I'm giving a talk to to a crowd that's mixed, not just menopausal women, you know, like in a company environment. Sometimes I'm in, talking to the whole company about how you can help menopausal women, and in before I start to talk, a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't need to come to this. I'm not a menopausal woman," and I say. Yeah, maybe you're not a menopausal woman, but you must have a menopausal woman in your life, either now or in the future. You know, like it could be your mother, your sister, your workmate, you know, your whatever. And then they go, oh, yeah, really? And then it's, it, I really like, it's funny for me, like girls are in their 20s, they say, oh, I don't need to come to this. It's years before I hit my menopause. I says, yes, but if you don't listen to what I'm going to tell you, you won't know what to expect when menopause hits. And then you'll be saying, oh, I wish I had listened to that woman 20 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And like maybe her mother is going through it, and if if you know if it, like if you know what's going to happen, then you can prepare for it. But if you don't know what's going to happen, then you just get slapped in yeah. the face. Yeah. 
because we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. I mean, this was my story. When I was a, a if people want to listen to the very first podcast, I give the story of my life, but in, in a synopsis, when I, I when I had my first period, I had no idea what it was. I actually thought I was dying because my mother was like Irish Catholic, you know, I never spoke about sex or periods or anything like that it was like taboo. Like, oh, she couldn't do it. So I, I was in gym class and then this blood came and I thought, I'm dying. And I went home to die, you know. But then afterwards, you know, I found out it, what it was. And then I vowed to myself that I would never be in a situation where I wouldn't know what was happening to my body. You know, I would I would know like this is the natural thing in my body. Of course, if it's like a breast lump or something like that, that's an unexpected thing. But I should, you know, and of course, I studied medical science, so I should know about my body. And when I started getting symptoms, I had no idea. And even when I went to the family doctor, they had no idea as well. And they were sending me, they said, oh, maybe you have Alzheimer's, maybe you have dementia. And it was like, it never occurred to them to think, uh, ask me, okay, you're 40 something. What, what are your periods like? You know, and ask me if I have any other menopausal symptoms. Nope, nope. And the thing is because doctors, they may be, they're lucky if they get one day in medical school about menopause. You know, and yet 50% of their customers are women and if every single woman will go through menopause if she lives long enough, you know. Yes. So yes. it's a really big subject that they should they should be taught about properly. Yeah. yeah, so there should be, like I said, other than we need self-awareness and give out some kind of symptoms, you know, some kind of alert to the people around us. Mm-hmm. And also education is the very, very important. Yeah. Because it's not just to the woman that is having, I mean, women, but it's also to the male, yeah. to the family members as well, so that they know how to give the emotional and, and, and mentally support uh-huh. to this lady. Because uh-huh. that's extremely important, because no woman would want to be seen as a mad woman. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, uh, that reminds me um, if, to the listeners if you're if there's a man listening or your husband would like to contact me I'm looking for men to give their stories about their menopausal woman to put in my book so please contact me at pauline at menopausemorph.com okay and Claire if people want to buy your book where can they buy it oh they can uh, get it from my uh, website Okay, infinitealtitude.com. Or, In, uh, infinitealtitude.com. Yeah, uh, or they can send me an email or you can go to Amazon. It's on Amazon. Amazon. And it's Breaking Limiting Beliefs by Claire Liang. Yep. Okay, I'm going to order that myself because I'm I'm always telling my, my kids, oh, you can do anything, you can do anything. And and I'm always thinking that I, I, I can do anything, but I, I recognize that I do have limiting beliefs. Sometimes... You don't recognize that you have a limiting belief until you're in that situation. And then you think, ah, oh, well, wait a minute. <laughs> and it is yeah. a limiting belief. Yes. <laughs> because I always stress that we do not know what we don't know. So sometimes That's when right. we are, we are fighting, you know, we are, we are, we are, we are squabbling with others, complaining with others, you know, fight with others or whatever it is. Those kind of action is it's also a symptom that is telling us is that we do not know what we don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because we do not know, so we tend to argue. We like to argue, okay? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just go and do some study. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and to all the female listeners out there, my advice is take care of your health. And our body is very, very important. Not just the female 
and the male as well, if there's male listener. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I'm starting my healthy drink, you know. Oh, great. This is uh-huh. a all great, all green greenery things. Mm-hmm. It's a detox drink. Mm-hmm. So, And what do you have in it? I have spinach, I have kale, and I have parsley. And uh, sometimes I'll put in the, the broccoli as well. Okay. So celery. And then we, I will put in the uh, spinach. Spinach is good. Okay, kale is for uh, calcium and all that. And then I'll put in one lemon and one green apple. Okay, great. So it is not bitter. A lot of people, when I first try on this green detox drink, my friend, all of them tell me that, hey, you won't be able to take it because mm-hmm. it's bitter. Yeah. Okay, because this drink is all chlorophyll is going to be very, very bitter. Yeah, yeah. But as I said, you don't know what you don't mm-hmm. know. When Do you... I make this, I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. It is not bitter at all. No. Do you ever put ginger into it? Uh, no. Uh, I, when no. I do it, I put ginger in. And uh, sometimes I put in turmeric, the root, the root of the turmeric. Yeah. Because in Malaysia here, uh-huh. there's a limit of the, the you know, the, uh, the vegetable vegetable that I can get okay. because all this must be organic so organic yeah. farm they don't really have much choices so sometimes I even go there and I don't even get a lot of the uh, you know choices so I have to get whatever that is available okay yeah. I miss Malaysia I lived there in 1981 so it's really nice to hear your accent again <laughs> yeah you Okay, 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 yeah. So that's why I was very, very surprised when you sent me the la in the earlier. Message. I was like, okay, this? yeah, I should know something about Malaysia. Uh, like, and, and, and are you speaking Cantonese? Yeah, I speak Cantonese and Chinese. Okay, mom, hi, kwai po, mom, hi, so good, lan yan. But how many years have you stayed in Malaysia? It was just one year. It was in 1981. A long, long, long time ago. Mm, you were okay. just a baby. Just a baby. No, you would have been about three years uh, old. Not yeah. really a baby. That's a three, that's about three. Uh-huh. Yeah, about four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it will always be in my heart. And I wish one day to come back there again. Maybe I'll bring my show, The Pearls of Pauline. Maybe I'll bring it to Malaysia and Singapore and all around that area. That would be great. Yeah, actually, I think this is something that it will benefit the, the, the Asian as well because mm-hmm. this kind of subject, not many people are talking about it. And no. there are women that is actually is experiencing a problem with this and they just don't talk about it. Mm. Yeah. So I think that it, it, it actually does help mm-hmm. the, the, the people, the Malaysian and the Singaporean here. And are you living in KL? No, I'm living in Johor Bahru, which is Johor Bahru. Singapore. Okay, so um, maybe I'll put that on my on my list for my world tour. <laughs> yeah, 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 you should. You should. <laughs> okay, so we're near the end of our time. Is there any last words you want to say to the people? Well, take good care of your health because health is wealth. Mm-hmm. Nothing is much more important than health. Ah. Without health, you are nothing. Exactly. So health is the, the most important thing mm-hmm. and treasure the relationship with all your loved ones, all the people that is around you, be it you know or you do not know mm-hmm. because you never know that you mean the world to them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's lovely. So thank you very much for coming. 
And um, as usual, we have to say to our guests or our listeners, we are not giving out medical advice, you know, but please drink your green juices. That's a very good advice. You know. And say goodbye to Claire. Bye-bye, Claire. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Bye. Sure, looking forward. Thanks for listening to Menopause Morph, your time to change. If you've enjoyed the program, be sure to subscribe to the next one and please leave a rating and review on iTunes to help us spread the message about thriving through the menopause. To get a free ebook, more menopausal resources, and to connect with Pauline, please visit www.menopausemorph.com. <laughs>